I've got an idea for a new quiz. New quiz? New quiz. I'm always open to new quiz ideas. I'm going to read you the ingredients to something. You've got to tell me what it is. Brilliant. And it, what's this to do with? Is this to do with what you're having for tea or what is it? Just generally. OK, go on then. See if it works as a competition. Go on then. Carbonated water. Mm-hmm. Sugar. Yeah. Colour. Phosphoric acid. Natural flavourings. Caffeine. I've got actually no idea. Coke. Is it really? Mm. What's the, what was that noise? <laughs> the Coke. That's the Coke. <laughs> Hold on to me. Have you just come up with a competition where you're reading the back of a Coke can to me? Is that what's happened? This is, this is something we'd do if we were incarcerated. In that particular example, yes, yeah. I was. Let's try another one. Oh, oh this hand gel doesn't have any ingredients. Oh. It, it, honestly, when, if, I don't know if anyone else does this. If I'm on the loo, I have to read something. Do you have to read something if you're yeah, on the loo? Yeah, I do, yeah. I'll read anything. I'll read the back of deodorant cans. It's where I keep my rail magazines. Well, there you go. Here's today's podcast. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. With Tesco Mobile, every This is the Hometime Show on Absolute Radio. Britain's premiere post-work debrief. Find out how our 80s versus 90s set went at the Isle of Wight Festival on the way on this show. It's a big come down today as a result of uh, that happening on uh, Friday night at the Isle of Wight Festival. Wow. Sometimes the better the weekend you have, the bigger the come down on a Monday as you're back to work. Absolutely. And there was a lot going on this weekend, wasn't there? People were at, like the Spice Girls, we had yeah. Father's Day and everything as well. So busy old weekend. It's, it's tough being back at work, I'll be honest with you. So think about it. At the weekend, I was DJing in front of thousands of people at a music festival. Yeah. And then earlier this afternoon, I couldn't find a bench in the park outside of work and there was a pigeon eating crumbs at my feet. Grim, isn't it? It's pretty grim. Back down to earth with a bump. I mean, we're working, you know, there's, there's the work element of this as well. But we've all, if you've had a great weekend and then you're back at work on the Monday, that come down is a real pain. I think in many ways it's a juxtaposition. It is. It's a juxtaposition. It is. Isn't it? So let's, let's all share that situation that we're all in right now. At the weekend, mm-hmm. I was blank, blank. And now I'm blank. The direct opposite, in many ways, of the fun that you might have been having at the weekend. For example, at the weekend, uh, I was eating like a lord on Father's Day because I got a cooked breakfast to wake up to, which is great. And then on the way into work earlier on today, I've ended up having to be so desperately hungry that I've eaten some crisps that are meant for my nine-month-old daughter. (laughs) Pea-flavoured crisps meant for a (laughs) nine-month-old. Swings and roundabouts, life. That's great. Swings and roundabouts. Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. This weekend, I was blank. However, now, I'm blank. Fill in the gaps. Show us the juxtaposition. And that is the phrase of the day. Is that a phrase or a word, juxtaposition? <laughs> juxtaposition, definitely a word. Or is it not juxt, space, a, uh, space, position? No. Do you want? Know I was juxtaposition. <laughs> uh, Daryl says I was enjoying Strongbow dark fruit and chips, and now I'm drinking tea. <laughs> what? A, what a nightmare! What a turnaround in fortunes for him. Kate says at the weekend I was segueing around Copenhagen. Now I'm at home changing the bed. Do you? Know, you wouldn't get me on a segway in a million years. If ever, you? if ever there was a form of transport that was guaranteed to remove your front teeth. <laughs> 
Because you, you need balance. Is that what it is? No, balance. it does the balancing for you. No, I'm not having anyone it's else an do the balancing for me. Thing. I want to do my own balancing. I yeah? had a lot of people after last week's uh, umbrella chat saying that the Segway could also be another way around it. Someone even sent you a diagram. They of, did, yeah. The top of the Segway turning into an umbrella. You've all got too much time on your hands. Don't knock it. Uh, Beth in sunny Cambridge says, Guys, I'm sorry for the reversal, but the weekend I was working my last weekend shifts before I leave for my new job. Today I'm sitting in the sunshine sipping pink lemonade when I should be packing my house up. It's a good reversal. That is a really good reversal. Uh, one more for now. At the weekend I was in Beerits. Don't know who this is. Don't know who this is. At the weekend, I was in Biarritz watching rugby and watching my daughter meet her hero. Right now, I'm stuck on the M20. wonder who the hero was as well. I'm imagining a Biarritz rugby player. I can't think of any of them <laughs> to hand. Maybe that'll be something to do with who claims wins a little bit later on. Uh, any of these 8, 12, 15 want to hear from you? We've got EMF next. Time with Bush and Richie. Clubcard vouchers are now worth double at Tesco Mobile, so use them to lower your monthly phone bill. Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. Terms and conditions apply. Princess Emma on Twitter says, I met Kelly Jones from the Stereophonics. Now I'm in my office and the cat outside the window is my only friend. That's desperate. Isn't it bleak? Uh, particularly for meeting Kelly Jones, who's a fantastic human being. He's a lovely chap, isn't he? Uh, you may know of this one, you may not. Uh, Kevin in Bristol says he was out drinking vodka dancing like he didn't care in the Blue Lagoon in Bristol. Heard of it? I don't know, I don't know that. I, I know was a, there was a club called the Blue Mountain back in the day, but not Blue Lagoon. Today's just ironing. Sounds like something from Police Academy, It mate. does a little... <laughs> Isn't it? Uh, Luke, tell us, what is your weekend come down? I was cliff diving, setting a UK amateur record of 24 metres, and now I'm driving around central London. That's my come down. Wow. Who, who does a weekend of cliff diving and setting records? How do you even get into such a thing, Luke? Uh, started at a yeah, young age, after school diving on the springboards at our local pleasure centre. Um, and now... And then they sort of build up, jumping off small bridges, and then slowly build the height up and jump off the cliffs Madeline. all around the UK. Luke, how do you how do you know it's safe? Is that a daft question? Uh, we dive down and check it. We can spend up to an hour um, checking the water underneath and checking there's no debris or anything poking up that we're not going to tell ourselves or anything like that. John Luke, I grew up in a place called Bricks and we had an outdoor pool called Shulston Pool and every summer there would always be a collection of kids who would ride into it wearing wetsuits on their BMXs. <laughs> and I always used to think, those kind of kids just want to watch the world burn and you're one of those kids, Luke. <laughs> If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. No doubt, just a girl on Home Time, Bush and Ritchie, Absolute Radio, Monday afternoon. Uh, beforehand, Noel Gallagher and his uh, Black Star Dancing. Uh, you can see Noel talking to Pete and Sarah on Absolute Radio's YouTube channel uh, Friday night before his headlining set uh, on the uh, first night of the festival. It's fair to say Noel was on good form. I think the gloves are off with Noel in mm. terms of the war between him and Liam. Mm. Have a little watch for yourself and see what you reckon. Uh, the other big thing that happened on that Friday night was our 80s versus 90s set. DJ set from the hard rock stage. Just want to say a huge thank you to all the people that came down. Genuinely, Richie and I thought we are talking, I don't know, like 50 to 75 people we'd be happy. At best. Playing in front of like a couple of old fellas and a dog yeah. and a sandwich. That'd be absolutely fine. And if you're not, not aware of 80s versus 90s, on a Friday at the end of the week at 5 o'clock, Richie, who loves the 80s, plays two songs from the 80s, and I come back at him with two songs from the 90s. 
90s and it kind of spiralled out of control, became a thing, and we ended up doing a live DJ set of it. Mm. But uh, thank you so much to all the people who came down. It was brilliant fun, brilliant to, to meet so many brilliant people who listened awesome. to the show. And uh, we did a bit of audience participation. We're particularly proud of the fact that so many people sang along with the songs. Here's a bit of Bon Jovi. <laughs> so hoarse after that set on Friday that a lot of people yeah. on Saturday morning were putting forward scurrilous allegations that we'd be drinking heavily. No, I know. I, I feel that I almost wanted to do a like Tory party, uh, you know, chat on the yeah. steps with the with the photographers. Thing. Yes, absolutely. And so not you could, that at all. You could clearly hear that was a loud crowd, and we were having to raise our voices. That's what was going on. Completely teetotal. <laughs> Time podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news, and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Look, I was sat in a cafe this morning uh, and overhearing the conversation of people around me, which is what I spent a lot of my time doing. And there was two women on the table next to me having a conversation about a friend of theirs, uh, but they were referring to her as Fringe Emma. Fringe Emma? They kept going on about Fringe Emma. Right. And I was thinking to myself, there's one or two scenarios here. Either they've got a friend called Emma that's on the periphery of things, <laughs> never really involved, just on the outskirts. <laughs> Fringe Fris Emma. Fringe should get involved more, Fringe Emma. <laughs> Or they've got a friend called Emma who's got a cracking fringe. But imagine having a, a fringe. You have to be brilliant to get nicknamed off a fringe, wouldn't it? Oh, definitely. You'd have to have a right jazzy fringe, wouldn't you? And, and to it, be called fringe, fringe Emma. Emma. Yeah. And also, like just just speaking on behalf of my other half, Katie, the amount of times she's changed her hairstyle, had a fringe, a fringe has gone away. It's not a long term nickname, is it? <laughs> not really. No. She might turn up and has got no fringe at all, and everyone's like, "Why did you call her fringe Emma?" You'd have to then change Katie's name and oh, the old contact. Really, really confusing. Uh, so it does beg the question: these weird things we end up with someone getting a nickname for whatever reason, but it's indelible and stays there. Have a look at your mobile phones for us this evening on this Monday night and please let us know the most unusual nickname for someone you've got in your phone. I know I've got a Mark Halfords in there. Mark Halfords? And that ain't his surname. <laughs> it's just there was a couple of other Marks already that were in there and then there was a bloke at Halfords who was sorting out a windscreen ages ago, so he was Mark Halfords. I love that you've got a direct contact right into the yeah. very heart of Halfords. <laughs> did Mark Halfords, did he, did he do the job for you, Richie? He did and that's why he stayed in there. I kind of thought, cool, do you know what? The next time I want that duck's back done on the windscreen, yeah. he's the one to go to. If you take one thing from tonight's show, let it be this statement. Mark Halford sorted Richie right out. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. Just talking about Fringe Emma. I overheard these two women chatting in a, in a cafe this morning. They were talking about a friend called Fringe Emma. We're just trying to work out what that is. Uh, if you have, uh, if you look in your phone right now, an unusual nickname for somebody in your mobile phone contacts list, we want to hear about it, and they're quite weird so far. Bad Shave Barry. I love it. Bad Shave. <laughs> I love it. Bad Shave. Yes. Um... <laughs> Bad Shave Barry. Just, he always leaves a couple of stray hairs. Oh, my word. Around his chin, that's Do it. Dr. G says uh, Johnny Two Dogs, but he no longer has any dogs. That's pretty bizarre. Uh, Vanessa is chipping in with Shane Gutterman. Uh, she says, Shane did our soffits and gutters. Uh, and when he rang me, it showed up on the phone and I thought to myself, Shane Gutterman. <laughs> How does the phone know his surname? Then the penny drops. By Steve Guttenberg. <laughs> and Karen in Porth calls us, my workmate Ali is my BWF and I'm her BWF, best work friend. Oh. What a lovely hierarchy. Absolute radio. 
Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. So we're asking you to know what is the most unusual nickname for someone you've got in your mobile phone. Have a little look, tell us about it. Some of these are brilliant. Paul Brooks says he's got someone called Captain Crasson in his phone. I love that. Captain Crasson. And he's not giving us a reason. No actual further explanation at all. Uh, Ashton Woking has, for his best mate Chris, who's in the phone as Biscuit Muncher, <laughs> uh, because no biscuits are safe if he's around. I'd kind of want to be known as that. I feel like he's missed the opportunity with Cookie Monster, <laughs> yeah. which would have been good. Duffles has got someone called Ken Chisel in his phone. Send us a photo of it. Uh, John Butherway. Uh, my friend John works in a parts department and always says, oh, it's John Butherway. <laughs> I like that. I really like that. Uh, Darren says he's got Soggy Saunders in his phone for his mate who turned up for school soaking wet when he was 10 over 30 years ago. Uh, and to differentiate between the five Pauls that are in my contacts, says this nameless person, uh, there's Google Paul, Farman Paul, Paul No Beers, Depressing Paul and Paul G. <laughs> I love all of them. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's a long-established rule on this show that uh, loud conversations on the train, on the phone, are a no-no. Uh, but on the way in today, there was uh, a gentleman on the phone, obviously to some kind of work colleague, and said this phrase. He said, look, I'll just make the introduction and then we'll just wrap some project management around it. Oh, my word. I wanted to vomit. I'd have to bang the seat and walk somewhere else if I down the train. <laughs> what are you I'd doing? I've never heard that as a phrase. We'll just wrap some project management around it. What does that even mean? I'm not sure that actually does mean anything. Is it to cover something up? I don't understand. This is a bit of a thing, because I, I obviously ride the train back to... Ride the train? Who the hell am I? <laughs> back to Leon C each night. But a lot of people seem bold as brass and happy to do a lot of work chat on the phone now. So mm. you, you do get this stuff come out. I think people like to talk shop in earshot of other people because it makes them sound like they're powerful or whatever. Well, we've got to stop these kind of phrases. We do. Oh, Certainly. I think the way to do this is to uh, to put together a top ten. Top ten of the, the worst workplace phrases yes. in existence in 2019. I'm going to stick straight in there, even though I've never heard it, wrapping some project management around it. Makes me sick even thinking about it. Thank you. Uh, 8, 12, 15, or you can tweet us at Absolute Radium. Let's get this going. Let's shine a light on this muck. Home time with Bush and Richie. Tesco Club Card vouchers are now worth double at Tesco Mobile, so use them to lower your monthly phone bill. Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. Terms and conditions apply. Drop my other half, Katie, it works in marketing and PR and occasionally, you know, you know when workplace stuff bubbles out in the home and you have to say a little warning there? <laughs> she says stuff like, just give me the top line on something. Just top line. It's just that to me. If she wants me to be brief and get on with stuff, if I'm explaining a boring story, I know you guys can't imagine that. <laughs> She's just, just the top line, Andy. Uh, Matt Field says, uh, the one he hates is, can we take this offline? That's a bad one. That's awful. Uh, let's just do a brain dump, uh, says Dave. Yeah, Dave, that's going in, don't worry. Uh, Philip Tenney says, I heard teaching once referred to as upskilling. Oof. Oh. Uh, Paul, I've never heard this. Who's the SME, the subject matter expert? Honestly, I'd have to knock someone out if they said that to me. I uh, hate this abbreviation. Someone says COP. I heard that described as close of play. No. Get in the bin. Worst I've read so far, though, from uh, Roisin. I hope I've said that right. Cracking name. Let's chop that up and put it in the mind walk. That cannot be true. If it's true, I'm leaving the country. Uh, 8, 12, 15 for more of those. Uh, meanwhile... <laughs> 
Let's have a song from a fellow who was fantastically hungover in our backstage area at the Isle of Wight Festival. It's Mr. Tom Walker on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. Home Time on a Monday night. Bush and Richie here on Absolute Radio. That's Shed 7 and Going for Gold. What an apt song. What an apt song. Because yeah. tonight is the night that we play our first. Who claims wins since we spoke to Amazing Lawrence last week? What an epic edition of Who Claims Wins Thursdays was with Lawrence. He has blown not only your minds, but our minds as well. The amount of different comments we've had into the show since Lawrence was a contestant is unbelievable. I've tried everything, but I still can't stop thinking about Lawrence's answers to that competition. I've just listened to Absolute Radio. And they had a guy on called Lawrence, and he was naming tennis players, and I'd never heard of any of them in my entire life. Hi, is there any way to hear Lawrence's Who Claims Wins answers again, please? I can't quite believe my ears. So, just in case you didn't hear the episode on Thursday, it was around about this time we were playing, uh, Lawrence and the other contestant were asked to uh, come up with as many uh, women's, uh, women's or men's winners of Wimbledon since the year 2000. Yeah. Here's <laughs> what happened. Here's what happened. Um, Philip Paliwo. Um, uh, where 2006 did you say? 2000 onwards. Luke, uh, Luke Savile, <laughs> um, Jeremy Tardy, uh, uh, Roman Valant, um, Nicholas Mohut, um, <laughs> Wesley Whitehouse, um, Oh, that's what I've got. That, um, is, that is time up. Lawrence, mate, who are they? <laughs> I almost started on him at the end. <laughs> who is Romo Valance and Nicholas Wuha? Well, <laughs> <laughs> who are these people? Let's try and get some resolution because oh, we have been trying since then. And some resolution comes uh, with, with great thanks to uh, Rob, who is the programme manager of Absolute Radio, but is also a huge tennis fan. He was the right man in the right position, wasn't he? Here's some names for you. Philip Piluwu. Right. Uh, is a Canadian tennis player who was a junior Wimbledon finalist. Okay. Luke Saville won junior Wimbledon <laughs> in 2012. Do you know who he beat? Philip Piluwu. Oh, Philip Piluwu. <laughs> Nicholas Muha is actually Nicholas Mahu. <laughs> Uh, who he is got his a, Muhas and his Mahus mixed up. It's a French tennis player who won Junior yeah. Wimbledon right. in 2000. Wesley Whitehouse won, guess what? It's a junior? In 1997. Fantastic. Here's the real mystery. Jeremy Tardy, absolutely no idea. <laughs> Roman Valance sounds like a type of window blinds. Yeah. We have no idea. The only connection is Junior Wimbledon. Just be careful when you Wikipedia. Yeah, when you Wikipedia, just take care. And the real Who Claims Wins is on the way next. Hopefully we finally put that to bed. Home time with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile, spread the cost of the latest phones with flexible contracts that lower your monthly bill. Tesco Mobile, every little helps. Terms and conditions apply. Let's meet our first contestant this week. On line one, we say hi to Mark. Hello. Mark, tell us what location you're in right now. Uh, hey, Lily. Oh, he's on the Isle of Wight, wow. He's on the Isle of Wight. Your last week's news, mate. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> OK, I'm slow getting home. Oh, well, you, you were at the festival? Get me up to date, then. 
So you were at the festival, Mark, is that right? I'm still here. Why, you absolute animal. What are you doing on a Monday... <laughs> m- nearly, like, Monday night getting home? You've enjoyed was, yourself, haven't you? I was waiting for yous. I was waiting for yous calling. <laughs> OK, Mark. Uh, cool. Uh, right, hoping to top Mark is uh, Neil. Hello, Neil. Neil. Hi, uh, evening. Neil, where are you calling from? Uh, not quite so glamorous. I'm on my driveway. Oh, right, OK. What are you doing? Sat in the car, face down? What are you doing? Yeah. It's quite quite a bit of a house, mate. Kids, kid, leave the kids with around the house. I'm on the driveway. So we've got okay. one person who hasn't even started their journey back and one person who's pretty much made it. Yeah. Different, uh, well, different ends of the day going on there. Are you feeling confident today, Neil? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's why I'd come down Monday as well, a bit like you guys. I had a three-day weekend, so but I'm, I'm pulling through. What are you doing? Three-day weekend? What have you been up to? Uh, went to cricket on Friday, watching the West Indies. Oh, fantastic. Father's, Father's Day yesterday, so got a first over. I, I don't know anything about cricket, but that was a good knock, wasn't it, at the weekend? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Neil. There you go. Don't even answer that. Don't answer right, that. let's go through the rules here. Let's play Who Claims Wins. We're going to uh, give you a random topic. It's got loads of answers. Uh, Mark, you will have to say how many answers you think you could give in 30 seconds. Neil, you'll have the chance to claim if you think you could uh, name more or less than Mark. And whoever gets more will then have for 30 seconds to do just that. If they manage it, they win the tickets. If they don't, they lose the tickets. That's how we play. Who claims wins? OK, then, Mark, how many UK football stadiums with a capacity of over 50,000 people do you think you can name in 30 seconds? Oh, ten. Ten? Ten. So stadiums, not the team, obviously, there. Neil, do you think you can name more than ten or do you want to challenge Mark to do the Ten. Was that UK? UK football stadiums with a capacity of over 50,000 people. That's true. That's a fair claim. If he, if he can do 10, he deserves it. I'll probably do about eight, but not, not 10. So right. you're going to challenge Mark to go for it? <laughs> yes, he yeah, is. He Mark. is. OK, right, Mark, 30 seconds. <laughs> Here we go. OK. Go, go. Go. Uh, Hamden, Wembley, Tottenham... Loftus Road, Stone Palace Road, everywhere else. <laughs> Starby, fucking, I don't know. Sorry. Nope. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But Six seconds to go. Come on. Any more? Uh, I'm oh. Uh, time is up, Mark. I think there was a stadium name in there that could have been offensive, which we apologise for if that is indeed uh, what you said. They do need to rename that stadium. People always get the name slightly mixed up and it sounds rude, but it's not. It's Yes, yes, Isn't yes, it? I think you could be right. Um, I'm fairly certain you got nowhere near the ten. You got three. Uh, so that means commiserations, Mark, but uh, congratulations to Neil. Neil. You are going to the Cornbury Festival. Superb, fantastic. Beach Boys, Super. Specials, Echo and the Bunnymen, Keen, and loads more. Fantastic. There you go. You're going to have to get, get on the Barocca sunshine and get yourself ready for another three-day weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. More opportunities to play Who Claims Wins tomorrow to go to the Cornbury Festival. You can call us now, 0330 You've got five minutes to do that, uh, so that's until 5.56. Uh, tomorrow morning, Dave Berry could be sending you to see the Eagles. It's all thanks to 10 weeks of tickets, and let's have a listen to a band that uh, Neil there's going to be watching when he goes. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Absolute Radio. Snow Patrol on Hometime. 
I'm chasing cars, Bush and Richie, or as someone called us, Butchie. Uh, the Isle of Wight is a new combo name. A new combination. We quite like that. Home time with Butchie on Absolute Radio. <laughs> Monday night with a little bit of Snow Patrol. Uh, we are fully fledged DJs now, so obviously maybe we need a name. Mm. A bit of bush breaking news, if I may, for just a second. Uh, just before the show, I was warned about something online. Oh, it was always going to happen. Yeah, so this is my last show, so I've got to go. <laughs> That's me hard driving a carrier bag. No, uh, what happened was I went to do some emailing just before the show. Literally, it was about 20 minutes before the show started. And I've been sent a warning that I've hit my Gmail inbox capacity. I didn't know that there was one. 15 gigabytes. That's a lot. Uh, that's 25,000 emails I've got in my inbox. You're kidding. Now, I'm not one of those people who's not, you know, I've read most of them. So <laughs> I've got like a thousand I haven't read. But there's 25,000 uh, emails there that are clogging up my how inbox. How have you got yourself in that state? Well, it's just life, innit? You read them, you carry on. You, you, how do you live your life? That's so. I can't believe that. I never, I never, ever, ever delete an email, ever. Why? Genuinely don't even know what the button is to do it. Because you never know what's going to happen, whether you need it or whatever. The strange thing is, in my normal day-to-day life, and my other half, Katie's always telling me off for this, I'll chuck stuff out left, right and centre. <laughs> I've got no sentimentality about me, but there's something about emails where I always think, oh, maybe I'll need that. You need to change how you look at your email inbox. Right. Look at it as an old office desk off of the 1970s. OK, I'm picturing that now, right, yeah. right, And on the side of it, you've got your in-tray, and your out tray. Okay. Right? Stuff will arrive in your in tray. You would then pick it out, put it on your desk, go, right, need to sort this. Deal with and it. And then once you've done it, it's either then in your out tray or screwed up in, in the bin. Okay. And the goal is to have an empty in tray. That is the goal. You need to have an empty inbox. I, I, Nothing I, in the inbox. It was made me feel a lot better about it. I'm almost getting slight hyperventilation thinking about it. So what have I got at the moment? In your old-fashioned work desk um, metaphor. You've got a collapsed tray is what you've got. You no, can get a cream no, for that. No, no old tray with old 25,000 pieces of A4 paper. But part of me singing, oh, maybe I'll just rent more space. You could, they've offered me space. G, Gmail, Google have offered me like a, a space, but that's like maybe a hoarder getting an extension. You would then be like one of those programs that you see on like a daytime <laughs> TV of somebody's house is just full of carrier bags. That's you. Me crawling around in the tunnel I've made for myself. Any advice on this? Much appreciated. Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news, and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Just dealing with a tech issue here, uh, I've had a warning by the people at Google that my Gmail inbox has hit its limit, which means I currently have 25,000 emails that I need to deal with. <laughs> what do I... Well, genuinely, what do I do? I, this is not like just, you know, I'll flippantly asking for help. I genuinely need help. Well, Roman, uh, quite, quite rightly says, you are a virtual hoarder. If that is a thing, that is what you are. You've got a clear inbox. Uh, Why if I delete delete something that I then later need? Do you know what I mean? Or have you got the receipt? We emailed you that receipt. Where's your receipt, Mr Bush? So to clarify something, they're all red. Yeah, yeah, I read them all, yeah. Okay, so if they're red and you've you've done what you needed to do after reading it, then you can safely delete them all because your sent box is then your record of what you then did with it. Okay. Because you're saying that you're not deleting your inbox because you worry that you might need something. Yeah, well, it's I might all need there it. in your sent box. But if someone sends me a receipt, yeah, like I that won't be in my sent box though, will it? 
it's, this is it. It's just dawned on Richie. He's not going to delete any of his now as well. <laughs> this is the problem. No, create another folder. Oh, it's getting into folders. Yeah, create a folder called receipts. That's what I do. <laughs> that would be... I, I'd, I'd have to have, go and have a glass of gin and tonic or something after that. <laughs> Stoff says, delete the lot. If they're important, they'll be sent again like a bill or a court summons. Godfrey, he's not actually helping me there. Uh, anything else, do let me know. The 1970s office, someone says here, you had filing cabinets where you put your stuff from the app box. That's what you'd do. You'd have a filing cabinet cabinet called receipt. There you go, it's a receipt folder. Full time with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile. Tesco Club Card vouchers are now worth double at Tesco Mobile, so use them to lower your monthly phone bill. Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. Terms and conditions apply. A lot of people have been giving me good advice about things to do, although Ryan's playing to my hoarder-type uh, sensibilities by saying, I'm in the same situation as you, Bush. What about doing this? Make a new account and then have everything new forwarded to your new account. So it's almost like setting up another area where I can hoard junk as well. Do you know That's what I mean? exactly what would happen, and I, I, I'm going to put a date on this because you were telling me that you've got emails back as far as 2013. I've got, an e- I've got emails from our boss, Paul, about what's going on on the radio station, Absolute Radio, 2013. If you Madness. set up, if you set up a new inbox right now, you're going to have the same problem in 2025. So what what how far back shall I go for the cull? In terms of right, I'll delete anything from dot 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 backwards. I think 1 year is fair game. 1 year? Yeah. Okay. I'll do it. I'm, no, let's do it even more savage. This this home time show started in September. Yeah. Anything pre that. So yeah, literally almost we could create a Latin word for it, you know, like uh, BC and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I tell you what, though, since I've just been scrolling through and deleting a few whilst the songs have been on, one thing that's been an absolute constant in this building... What's that? Lift out of order. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Absolute radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Uh, You may have heard this next story in uh, sports news at six o'clock and thought, ha the boys are having a bit bit of a joke there. It's true. Uh, The next round, the first round of uh, this season's Carabao Cup uh, in the uh, the football, uh, the Carabao Cup... First round draw is due to take place this Thursday evening. Fantastic. In the Collendale branch of Morrison's. Wow. I kid you not, John Barnes and Ray Parler are going to be doing the draw for the first round of the Carabao Cup in the Collendale Morrison's uh, this Thursday evening at 7 o'clock. Do you know what, for some reason, right, when I first checked my phone this morning, uh, someone had tweeted a clip of the Phoenix Knights bits where uh, the two of them are singing <laughs> in, a, uh, in a supermarket and what's his name, uh, Peter Kay comes around the corner and tells them off about it. Now I understand the re- relevance yeah. of that. I think they must have been taking the mickey out of this. So the last couple of years... Um, Bin bag. They've, they've done the uh, they've done, done the draws in places like China, uh, in China, in uh, in Ho Chi Minh City. Brilliant. Um, uh, to try and basically take the the competition around the world and make it more famous. Okay. But the idea now, by doing it inside a Morrison supermarket, is to be as inclusive as possible by giving fans the chance to come along and watch live. Oh, I like it's in a kind of a community hub, such yeah. as your local Morrisons. <laughs> I love that. They'll have to stand far away, though, from the bit... You know, because Morrisons do this thing now where they make the steam look like dry ice coming off the veg. They do. They need to get away from that. Get away from that bit. Well, I've looked up this particular store. It looks like a very jazzy branch. It's got um, it's got coin star machines. Ooh, fantastic. Uh, it's got a flower wrapping service, and you can make your own pizza. So, literally, you could go down and there... And a rug doctor. Watch the, uh, watch the draw for round one of the Carabao Cup, and then, I don't know, chuck your loose change in there and get your rug cleaned, <laughs> yes. so to speak. I'm sure John Barnes and Ray Parler will be doing just that. But let's look. They've only, they've, they've only let us know the information for the first round. 
Yeah, it's, think, it's the only bit that's confirmed, isn't it? Let's get our pitches in for the second round. Yes. My local area, Hartford, they're currently uh, rejuvenating the uh, the bus station. So I'm going to put forward uh, Hartford bus station nice. with local celebrities George Ezra and Rupert Grint. Really got those two guys in your yeah, neck yeah, of the woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, back at you. I'll be counter-pitching <laughs> for the second round. Uh, home bargain, South End. Uh, Dermot O'Leary and Dame Maggie Smith doing the draw live from there. <laughs> oh, wow. It's, uh, it's going to be uh, right next to the JML selection. <laughs> it's going to be a hell of a night. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Longy says the Crooked Spire Church, Eddie the Eagle Edwards and Lisa Riley doing the draw. Uh, Sarah in Little Chalfont says the Little Chalfont dry cleaners uh, with the draw by Phil from EastEnders and Keanu Reeves. What a combo that would be, those two together. Steve and Harry say we're pitching Ali G and that singer from Hardfy at the Harvester in Stains-upon-Thames. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh. Carabao said they're very excited about this one uh, from Darren Izzard, Chris Agabusi and Gloria Hunniford at the Maryland Chicken in Leicester. That's the current leader. Uh, and what about this Ron's Pet Supplies with Howard from the Halifax adverts and Bette Midler. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Richie, just picking up on what you said at the very beginning of this, where you said that when you're on the loo, you like to read your rail magazines. Yeah. What names, what kind of names have we got on this? Like Rail. Tra- is it just called Rail? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a fortnightly. Uh, it's not called like Full Steam Ahead or Toot Toot. <laughs> no, that's quite patronising, isn't it? <laughs> it's just called Rail. Is there it? are other publications out there. I reckon, uh, I reckon that there's ones on the top shelf that have got white sheeted out, you know, so you can't see them. And it's called Off the Rails. What kind of mucky content do you think's in a train magazine? <laughs> Genuinely, please get in touch with us now for the remainder of... Until we're on there tomorrow, what other... What would be a good mucky name for a train magazine? <laughs> email him, not me. <laughs> Bush at absoluteradio.co.uk. Actually, don't, because my email thing's blocked. <laughs> I'm doing it again. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> 